It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Listeners, thank you for being with us here today, now. It's May 25th, 2022. We're five months into the year, and I am just like blown away every week. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's another week. We're like halfway through the year. (laughs) And life just continues on. The journey continues to move forward. Today, my show title is on your journey toward wholeness. And most of you know how important wholeness is to me and the journey I have been on throughout my entire life, like most of us. So many of us long for integration and wholeness. We want a life that integrates the natural, spiritual, and relational worlds. One where we thrive creatively, physically, relationally, mentally, and spiritually. Today, my two guests, Shelby Codman and Francoise Netter, feel that longing and want to help you apply it practically, both professionally and personally. So it's with great honor that I introduce my guests at this time, Shelby and Francoise. Francoise, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, you guys, I just want my listeners, you know how articulation can be hard for me. Well, Francoise is from French, France right? Born in Belgium. Born in Belgium. Okay. And so I'm pronouncing her name all wrong, you guys. And so (laughs) I have been trying to like articulate it. So I I never want to offend any of my guests or my listeners. And names are so important because that's who we are. And so I, I'm just, I'm coming clean right now. (laughs) You're doing great. Thank you. And you will correct me if I need to be corrected. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for being with us to here with us. And Shelby, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have both of you on the show today. Listeners, as we begin the wholeness series today, I invite you to join with us in calming, in our breathing, closing our eyes and crossing our legs. And just for a moment, being grounded, taking this time together. So close your eyes, taking a deep breath in through your nose, releasing through your mouth. Another deep breath in through your nose. As you take a deep breath in, I invite you to put your hands up on your shoulder like you're giving yourself a big hug. In fact, give yourself a big hug. Give yourself a big hug, taking a deep breath in and releasing. Repeating this affirmation that I love, I am worthy of my love. Say it to yourself three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. 
Another deep breath in, allowing that breath to go all the way down to your lower abdominals, holding it for a count of four, and then releasing it like a bellow. Now taking your finger, tapping three times on your chest, saying the word accept, 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 accept. Another deep breath in and releasing. Listeners, I hope that as you took this moment to be with myself and my guests, that you felt the now, that you are in the being, that you're present. And how important it is in our daily routine to do this. One more deep breath in and releasing. Now, as we're grounded, my listeners, you know I love my affirmations. You know how important they have been in my life. And I invite you to grab your pen and pencil, your sticky notes. I write my affirmations on my mirror, on my closet. I have it set up to where I can erase it and add new affirmations throughout the months, the year, whatever is standing out to me. And um, Francoise and Shelby kind of putting you guys on the spot, but I kind of do this. I love it when my guests will share with me, along with the listeners, what comes to your mind when I read the affirmation from our card deck today. And as my listeners know, I just shuffle in whatever pops out. I stick on my desk. I don't even look at it Um, because I like to be surprised. I like to be in the moment also, right? So I'm not thinking about what is coming up, right? So our affirmation is, oh, I am a divine being of light. I am a divine being of light. I am a divine being of light. So as I read that, Francoise, what came to your, to your heart, to your mind, if you would share it? Well, I have been on a spiritual path all this lifetime without even, you know, for a while not knowing it, but most of the time knowing it. And during the two and a half years of COVID, I gave my power away to the world. And I went into this very deep isolation and very deep, painful fear. And I let go of that divine light. I forgot all of my experience, my work, um, the years I spent in an ashram in India, I forgot all of the wisdom that I had. I gave everything away. So that's such an important part. Even though we're in the body, we even though we are physical beings having, well, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. Mm-hmm. Somehow, and we we all do that from time to time, we forget who we truly are. So I think it's paramount that we integrate the truth of who we are with our physical experience, our emotional experience, our mental and spiritual experience. So yeah, thank you. That yeah. was really thank great. Thank you for sharing. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and honest about how you kind of forgot about during COVID. You let fear overtake you. 
and kind of douse that light for a moment, but you became aware. So I appreciate you sharing that. Shelby, what about you when I read that affirmation? That affirmation made me think about how our divine light interacts with that of others. Storytelling is one of the best ways I know how to light someone up, make them laugh, create a memory, acknowledge their feelings, share knowledge, or just connect. And I think stories are vessels of potential where we can meet someone where they're at and support them in a safe way. And as humans, we're inherently built to engage through the art of storytelling. So through that, when we give someone a glimpse into our own hearts and our world, we have the ability to connect with them in a way that also we see a part of ourselves. I love that. I love the connection part too, because when we are light, we are shining upon others and our energy you know, to me, we all have that energy around us and our energies will cross Mm -hmm. each other. And so that whole thing where, you know, in the Bible, you become one. Well, God's inside of all of us. And so when our energies cross over, we are one, one. And to me, when you think of that and how beautiful that is, and that light is that radiance that continues to shine upon all of us, even during the darkest hours, you know, through COVID and stuff. Shelby, as I want to start with you for a moment here. Um, I would love you to share with the listeners a little bit about you talking about sh- storytelling mm-hmm. and your passion for it. Will you share with the listeners a little bit how you got started in storytelling, mm-hmm. what that journey looks like, and always leaning in with your heart, a lot of times as humans, we go through the darkness before we find the light. And if your experience with this has any of that to where sometimes and you feel you can share with the listeners a little bit more about maybe the darker side that came into the light, because we all have trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And I would love it if you felt comfortable in being able to share with us a little bit about that little journey into where you are today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very dream driven. So when I was nine years old, I knew I wanted to be a teacher and an author. And so as I grew up, I sort of studied the different modalities of it and came into my own. And when I taught in the classroom, that art of connecting your life through stories, I practiced that with my students, kind of weaving stories into my lessons. And it gave me an idea that I should lean into my writing, but not in just the way that I shared it with students in a way that's very personal. I grew up in a household with a great amount of love, but also a great amount of hatred. And I noticed that there were patterns in my relationships of almost recreating that in my life. And on some subconscious level, I was trying to heal it. And so through prayer, I felt led to write about my experiences to process and release them. And in doing so, I, I deepened a sense of compassion and forgiveness and connected with nature for higher wisdom. And I found my own unique style in writing, whereby I review life, but then I dive deep with, with the art of 
reflection. I think it's very important to reflect as we go through our journeys and really understand who we are and where we meet the world and how we want to grow. And so I illustrate that through my first book, Evolution of a Soul. And then I invite readers to do that for themselves through my second book, which is Seasons of the Soul. I love that. And I relate with you because of nature, well, on a lot of levels here, but nature to me has been something that has driven me where I feel connected. Like I'm in the, I hike every morning with my pups in the mountains and I just, it's my time to ground. It's my time to see. And it's so, God has made things very simple. You know, he's like clockwork. Oh yeah. And the seasons and the changing, and even though everything is constantly changing every second, we don't see it because it's just little, just these little, little changes. And I've noticed my personal experiences in life where I want the change now. It should have happened last week, you know, and I get very impatient with myself. And I love the fact, Shelby, that you, first of all, were aware of how you were self-sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. with the experiences of how you were brought up, but didn't really realize it. And you became aware and you were able to write and share with others your wisdom. And you said a very important word for me, which I love, and that was forgiveness. It's so powerful and it is so true that forgiveness releases yourself just as much as the other person. If not more so. Yeah. Because a lot of times, a lot of times people don't think they've done anything wrong. They might not have known that they've hurt you or that you've even hurt someone else. You know, there's been, I'm sure all of us have experienced times where people have said things or hurt us to where we're, but in their mindset, they're fine and they continue on with life. But yet we're stuck. I found myself just stuck with anger and pain and this poison. To me, it's poison when you don't forgive. All it's going to do is going to kill you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Before we go into break, we have a couple of minutes. Um, Besides writing, Shelby, were there certain steps going into the forgiveness part? How, let's say, I don't know anything about forgiveness. What does that look like for you, Shelby? For me, it it embodies thinking compassionately about the person who hurt you and what could have created a false belief in their hearts, what challenges they might have faced in life that you don't know about, prayer. Um, It also involved time for me in nature, because as you said, God works in simplicities. Those little simple things in nature can give you these profound truths that you connect to your story. And by reflecting compassionately, I was able to get to a place where I understood that it wasn't about me. And my goal is really to love. And in this case, that love can best be given through forgiveness. Mm -hmm. 
I appreciate that so much. Francoise, what does forgiveness look like for you? Well, I have in my work, um, I created a four-step process, which is deal, feel, heal, and reveal. And um, like you, Shelby, it's interesting. I, I knew at the age of five, what my path was. And at the age of nine, I began to dream things that came true. So it's, it's interesting. And also, you know, so much of my connection came through nature. It was like, it, it saved me. Um, so forgiveness is, is complex because it doesn't mean forgetting. It means that you have to first feel the darkness and move through it. So my mm -hmm. whole work is about giving people tools to do that safely uh, through movement, through creativity as well as you, uh, Shelby, but in a different way. So it's really interesting. And through that process, I, there's a saying that I um, always hold and, and it reminded me of when, when you told your story, uh, Shelby and Karen, is that um, holding on to hate or resentment is like wishing someone else dead and taking the poison yourself. So what, what Shelby also talked about is we really, I always talk about we're, we're really, we're snowflakes. We're also unique and beautiful in, mm -hmm. in unique ways and our diverse ways. You know, finally the world is saying, okay, diversity is great, but we're also all part of the same soup. You know, we're all part of this energetic field. And so when we wish hurt on someone else, it really is like looking in the mirror, but it's not always easy. So I think what we have to do, I, I, uh, you didn't ask me about my stories, which I'm sure you'll do later. No, we're going to right after this break. So yeah. you've got just a second before so, we go into break. So what I would say is that, you know, it's a process, but it's realizing that if you don't forgive, you're really hurting yourself, but it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight and you can't force it. But, you know, it's that awareness that we are really one. We're part of all the same energy. And like Shelby said, the last thing is that usually what happens to us is not personal. It's from their own wounding. So it's really about all of us healing our wounds. I love it. I love it. Listeners, think about this as we go into break. Forgiveness. What does it look like for you? How can you be that divine being of light? And it's not easy. And it takes time and process. So during break, I would love you all just to take a moment, think about forgiveness, write down some words of what it means to you. Maybe write down some names of people you need to forgive. We'll be right back after this message. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner 
downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or look for the book on Amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. Before we went into break, we were talking about the word forgiveness. Shelby had mentioned it um, through her journey in life, and Francoise also added her input with it. I hope that during that time, you took a moment to think about what forgiveness looks like for you as an individual. Remember, this is about your life, your journey, and for each of us, it's going to be a little bit different. As we go into this next segment, um, it is sponsored by my book, Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, international bestseller. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, Walmart. And as of last month, well, March, it's been two months, it's now an Audible. So you can listen to my memoir, my story about my life, my losses, my journeys, my joy, my triumphs, and the empowerment that writing has brought for me, just like Shelby had mentioned, how writing has empowered her, has opened up her life, and how she has shared also. So as we move into this next next segment of the show, I want to introduce Francoise Netter. How are you today? (laughs) I'm still good, which is good. During break, she's like, how did you manage this, Karen? We've got a a redhead, a blonde, and a brunette. We've got the seasons going. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe Matt's gray. So Matt from Voice America, he's our snowman. (laughs) I'm just teasing, Matt. Anyway, I appreciate you being on the show today. And as we um, introduce you, I would love you, kind of like what I did with Shelby, I invite you to share with the listeners your life story, And how you mentioned at the time of five, you knew 
you were a light being, you knew you were being of more than maybe a lot of us at five understand. And so I would love you to share with the listeners a little bit about your bio and where you're at today. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm really grateful to be here and to be with two beautiful women. Two. Um, so I, uh, I was born in 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 Belgium and um, didn't come to the U.S. the first time till I was five, and I was born to all Holocaust survivors and really didn't understand what that meant because their um, their trauma was hidden and they never talked about it. But at the age of five, we were in America, but we were going back. Um, and I remember knowing that I was on earth to serve others through my creativity. And then um, to be very brief, at the age of seven, my father, I didn't find this out till 2006, but my father decided that he hated America and he, was, he had bought a house in Nice and he was moving the whole family back to France, but my mother found out he had been cheating. She uh, was in the hospital with a mental breakdown, and I never saw my father again till I was 21. And then uh, my mother met my stepfather at nine, who became my greatest perpetrator. He, ironically, was a Auschwitz Holocaust survivor, and he sexually and emotionally abused me from the age of nine to, uh, yes, nine to 16. Mm -hmm. And why that was so important to me is because it set a trajectory for me to really look at how do people who've gone through such adversity and trauma become like their perpetrators? And then what allows other people to become these great beings like Nelson Mandela and the Dalai Lama and my greatest hero, who at 110 was the oldest Holocaust survivor and spent 100 years playing the piano and sharing her wisdom of extraordinary uh, capacity, Alice Hurt Summer. So it launched me on a path that um, really had me embrace my creativity. And I became self-supporting at 16. Uh, and it was, it was a tough path. I, there was no one in my family who had ever gone to college. I was the first one to get my bachelor's and my master's degree. And I never lost the sight of serving through my creativity. At the age of 21, I went to Israel uh, and I saw my first modern dance company. And I knew at 21 that I was going to become a dancer. And at 21, you don't become a dancer, you stop dancing. <laughs> but <laughs> I did. I became a modern and ballet dancer. And I knew I needed to be really profound in my in my craft. And then I discovered dance therapy. And at that time, it was very small. There were only 500 people doing it. And I thought, what a perfect marriage between creativity and service. And so for decades, I developed my own work, which I called Movement for the Mind, Dance That Awakens Healing, Inspiration, and Wisdom. And I have several CDs as well. And I've worked with probably thousands of sexual abuse survivors. I've worked in veterans, hospitals, jails, prisons. Um, like you, Shelby, I was also a teacher. And I work with educators now to do graduate credits. 
So my work evolved as my own spirituality and um, deep, deep healing evolved. So I did a lot of therapy. I lived in an ashram. I got very, very deep into yoga and meditation, which I also teach. And I integrated all of this in the work that I do. And it was interesting. It was interesting to hear Shelby too, because she talked about forgiveness and what I would call a spiral. And I really think that we, you know, as long as we're on earth, we're always growing, we're always evolving. But like I mentioned earlier, my program, whether it's a one-on-one or it's a large group, it's always about, you know, dealing through the darkness and then feeling whatever wound or trauma Um, is there so that we can heal it and then reveal the truth of our being, which is not the negative, which is not the darkness, but it includes it. It's that walking the path and finding greatness. And so for me, even though my childhood was very dark in many, many ways, and I've gone through a lot and a lot of healing with it, it also launched for me the ability, like Shelby talked about, to have compassion. And to see, to be able to facilitate that path whenever someone's going through a dark time or trauma. And so, you know, it's been a process and it's not always easy. And I think in today's world, and I just, the last part, in today's world, you know, we're often told through the new age that life should be magical and easy. And if you're not, you know, if you're not manifesting everything that you want, something's wrong with you. And I think that that's, you know, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. So it, it's complex. It takes, it takes a journey. There's a lot to be said. And, you know, we call it darkness or bad things that happen to us. It's part of the shadow. Like there's a lot of talk about shadow. So healing your shadow is bring you towards the light. You have to have opposition, right? You have to have dark and over in order to find the light. And throughout life, each of us have experienced horrific journeys. Um, My listeners have, I know that for a fact. And so as we go through it, and I love the fact that we've pointed this out a couple of times, it takes time. It takes time for things to heal. It takes time to be aware. But during that time of processing and understanding, to me, it's very important not to get down upon yourself, get down or upset, you know, for those people who acted towards you or upon you. But being able to understand we each have our journeys, we each have our life. And although we might think it's unfair, we might feel ungrateful, knowing that because of the journeys that we've been on, we have been able to have those glimpses of light coming through to help us take another step forward. And because of you two, because you have been willing to step forth, to heal, and to share to the world different ways of doing this, I am forever grateful for both of you for doing for taking that steps to do what you what you've done and Shelby a little bit about your book um I would love you to share 
you have evolution of the souls and season of the souls. Is that correct? The two books. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, just um, tell listeners a little bit, you know, elevator pitch about the evolution of souls, what that book is about, what inspired you on that, and then seasons of the souls. And then, Francisco, I'm going to come back to you on yours too in just a moment. Evolution of the Soul is a story of Allie. And Allie grew up in a home with a very empathic, loving mother and a narcissistic, abusive father. And so she sees the contrasts of love and hate in a home. And um, through the void of not having that fatherly love, she navigates life in such a way that she discovers God places people in our paths to fill our voids and teach us the wonderful lessons and love that we need in our hearts. And she leans into that gratitude and processes the pain of her journey because she went through some dark things that needed healed. And in order to do that, she connected with her faith through nature, through the simplicities of nature and how profoundly we can grow through spending time in it. I love that. And then with Seasons of the Soul, I really wanted to give my readers a tool to practice this art of reflection and connection, whether it's with people or with a plant or an animal, to heal their own private journey. Because oftentimes the trials we go through, the darkest ones, are sometimes walked alone. Mm -hmm. And we need to be able to personally connect and heal and grow in a way that's safe. And I want my book to be a tool for that so people can honor themselves, nurture their hearts, and find those profound little pieces of wisdom that can help them along their way and know who they are and release what they're not. So as you do your seasons of the souls, now I know also that you do retreats. Mm -hmm. So with your retreats, share just for a moment a little bit about what your retreats are and do they entail seasons of the souls, people getting your books, people, so you're walking the journey with them. Absolutely. What does that look like? So with my retreats and my nature-based life coaching, I facilitate, because I'm also very intuitive. And so I can have insights into people's healing journeys and help them propel forward. And I use Seasons of the Soul passages from it and the ideology of it to specifically get into my clients' hearts and help them heal and grow and progress. They don't have to buy the book to experience that. I just share it, but they're always welcome to. It's something that as I kind of draw upon that teacher part of me and taking these higher wisdoms and turning them into almost like a class, but for your spirit so that you can spiritually evolve to a freer you. I love that. Um, Before we go into break, Francoise, I want to, I would love you, invite you, to go just a little bit deeper on what, how do you release what no longer serves you? Just kind of like piggyback off what Shelby said, like helping them release. But what does that look like for you and your students, your clients, when you're helping them? 
So uh, I know someone who was able to reveal to me and, and a lot of the clients and um, that I've worked with uh, often, like Shelby said, the darkness is hidden. And uh, sometimes, like you were saying, Karen, it can be shadowed, but it's also um, there's shame, especially with sexual abuse or any kind of post-traumatic stress um, disorder. There's shame involved with it because if we, I think uh, one of the things before I completely go into that is I really believe that I teach a class for um for educators called um, bullyproofing your classroom. Mm. And I really believe you cannot bully, bully and victim are just opposite sides of the same coin. And you really can't find a bully that was not traumatized, that was not bullied, and a victim who probably was also bullied. So it, it's just flip sides. And the, the antidote for both is healing, healing that darkness, that wound of, of feeling separate, separate from spirit, but separate from self, from that, from love. So I work with um, with people to express it because what isn't expressed, it's just like dust under the rug. You know, we all have done that. <laughs> oh, I'll just put the dust away so no one will see it. Right. And <laughs> so it's about really being able to to re to express it and through that expression then you're not holding on to it and you're transmuting it into the truth of who you are which is not the darkness so i remember in on my spiritual path we used to use the metaphor that sadhana or spiritual practice is like looking at a window and seeing how dirty it is and taking a cloth and some windex and wiping it clean and then seeing the clarity through the window, but you look at your, at your uh, cloth. dust cloth mm-hmm. and it's dirty. And what we tend to do is we mistake the dirt that we've cleaned the window with as who we are. And that, that is so important. And it is, it's a, it's an evolving process to unravel that onion and go deeper and deeper in to who we truly are. And that then transmutes the pain and the, and the wounding into compassion. I love that. I appreciate that. Um, as we go into our next break, listeners, I want you to, Francoise made the onion the onion correlation again with, and I've used that multiple times throughout my radio show. We all have layers. And most of you know, in April, I came back from a retreat in Savannah, a wellness retreat where I worked with um, horses, equestrian. And it was quite interesting. And I, I went into that retreat thinking I was good. And I left that retreat crushed. And so when we come back into break, I want to just blurp it really quick what happened because it goes hand in hand to what we've been talking about today. Listeners, remember, I am a divine being of light. We'll be right back after this message. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. 
Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our show today. We've had Shelby Codman and Francoise Netter with us. Both of them are experts in their field. Before we went into break, we're talking about a little bit about, um, oh, I was mentioning my little retreat I did in April in Savannah, and we worked with horses. And just in a nutshell, we, Francoise was talking about onions, how we just feel like we're, we've made progress and then we're opening up a little bit more and we go deeper and then we go deeper because we cannot dive in straight when it comes to healing with past trauma, with things that have happened to us. And um, I went into this retreat in April thinking, okay, this is interesting. I've done so much healing in the last nine years, my own personal growth of things that I've done personally. And it was interesting because I go out, we did a meditation prior to it and in the meditation, the words, I am whole came to my mind. I am whole. I am thinking to myself, yes, I finally made it. I've crossed the finish line. I'm whole. I can be joyful. Like all this kind of stuff. Right. So this is in my mindset. I go out to the arena with this horse and he's looking at me. I go up and pet him and he's, you know, whatever. It's just this wonderful connection that we have. Anyway, I'm like, come on, come play with me. Come play with me. You know? And I'm like, skipping around the crowd and he just is looking at me and then he puts his head down starts eating the grass and I was like what's wrong like what's wrong with me and tears started flowing down my face and so then stretcher at the time shepherd she was like going what are you feeling I'm like deflated like I thought I was whole but I'm not so I sat on this 
for a while, contemplating. Because to myself, I'm thinking, Karen, what have you done? It wasn't until the next week when I'm out in nature, understanding in my mind how this looks. We are whole. Our souls are whole. Our spirits are whole. And to me, what happens is that when God, the universe feels like we're in a good place, he'll take out a little piece of the puzzle and put it over here. And that little piece is now something we get to work on. And I get to take that time and work on that piece and add it back into my wholeness once I feel I have overcome it or have learned from it. Instead of thinking I am a puzzle and all torn apart and not and broken, that's not true. We are complete. It's like I tell my kids, you need to love yourself 100%. You are complete. You are a perfect soul and human being. You are perfect. Exactly how you are. But yet, in, out in the corral, all of a sudden, I felt like I wasn't. And so... My personal experience I'm sharing with both of you and with our listeners is that we are complete and whole. And when the universe of God thinks it's time for us that we're strong enough to go deeper, opening up the onion, go a little bit deeper and heal the next step, the next thing in life, that to me is what it looks like. So as we move forward, I'm sorry, I just went But I just felt like it was very important to share, you know, to me, it's all about being vulnerable and raw as a host, too. You know, I have these aha moments all the time, and um, it's life is interesting. And as we continue on, before we go any further, listeners, get out your pen and paper, because I want you to write down how we can contact Shelby and how we can contact Francoise, how we can get a hold of their books upcoming retreats, upcoming events, websites. So let's start with Shelby. You're up first. Will um, you share with our listeners? Karen, I love your analogy about the puzzle. That is beautiful and very profound. Thank you. Um, you can reach me at my website, which is shelbycotteman.com, which is a mouthful, so I'll spell it S-H-E-L-B-Y-K-O-T-T-E-M-A-N-N. And you can also reach me via email, my name at gmail.com. And coming up soon, I'll be offering a retreat for writers. I feel like writing, it was for me and it can be for others, a healing modality. Mm -hmm. When we set an intention to deeply heal within ourselves through reflectively writing, we can process and overcome so much. And I want to share my strategies with, with others through my writer's workshop. And then I also have ongoing retreats on connecting with nature and empathic strategies for those of us who are sensitive and feel other people's feelings. I love it. Listeners, make sure you do that. Reach out to Shelby. She's an expert in her field. She understands and she is a feeler. And so is Francoise. And so let's go into you. Share with us about your book and how we can find your book and read it. And all that good so my, stuff. My book is Movement for the Mind, Dance That Awakens Healing, Inspiration, and Wisdom. I also have 
a matching CD, The Magic of Movement, which guides you. So like Shelby, my I have just this one book right now, although I'm, I have a lot of courses on resiliency. Um, but this book allows you to understand how uh, when you've gone through trauma, you often somatize your feelings. And it, there are... Um, Six chap, seven chapters, four of them were application chapters, how you can use movement to heal your physical body, how you can use movement to access your creativity, how you can use movement to heal psychologically and emotionally, and how you can use movement to um, move through anything in your life. And uh it's practical. So there's a CD that accompanies it, that takes you through the path or exercises after each of the application chapters. I've done this work in corporations and Fortune 500 at Stanford University in the MBA program. I've worked with thousands and thousands of sexual abuse survivors. I've worked with educators all over the country and the world. Um, I've done retreats in all countries, Hawaii, and all the states, Mexico. And I also incorporate yoga and movement. My courses um, are, I have 13, three graduate credit courses for educators that include stress management, resiliency, creativity, bully proofing, strengthening the body and mind. And like you, Shelby, at the age of nine, I started dreaming things that came true. But not only that, I, I am also clairvoyant and I do uh, psychic numerology readings. And so I use all of these skills to work with people. And I'm offering people um, a 15-minute free consultation with me to see what next modality is available to them. And I have courses and packages. I do coaching. People can reach me by going to my website, which is www.body mind with a d dynamics with an s dot org and i'll spell that b o d y m i n d d y n a m i c s dot org and my email is f like frank e like Edward Netter, N-E-T-T-E-R at yahoo.com. And you can, I also have um, uh, a CD, two CDs, and one is Redress Your Stress, and it teaches you about meditation and savasana and healing, um, and I have exercises. So a lot of my work is about giving people an experience and facilitating that for them in their own unique way. Um, so I invite you to yes. come with me on the journey. I love it. And as I'm going through this, I'm, I'm listening to you. And it's interesting because all three of us are into nature, Reiki masters. Shelby, you're a Reiki master. Yes. Francois. I love practicing Reiki. Right. So I'm a Reiki master. And the yoga, I spent a month in, in Bali in 2019, right before COVID hit, um, became Bali um, yoga certified. The importance of movement is really, is really important. So that's why I love Francoise when you're talking about movement and expressing and getting out how important all of this 
is, and the final thing that I know probably all three of us do is meditate. And the importance of quieting the mind, whether I call it active meditation, so you can be out in nature moving and still be one. You can be sitting on the floor. People are like, oh, I can't meditate. I'm like, okay, so you're a snow skier or you're a water skier. And this is my thing because I love to water ski and I'm in the zone. I call it the zone. That's active meditation. When you're in the zone, there's nothing else going around you, but you, the rope, the water, the ski, your boat, like you are on tune. Everything is just, everything's in alignment and you're just going and you just feel it. No other cares. Nothing else is going through that mind. And how important that is. And so listeners, I think active meditation is something that we do more so than we realize and mm, how important it is very true. that we do that. We are, we're about to close. We've got a couple of minutes, but before we do, I invite each of you, um, I'll start with Francoise, word of advice that you can give to my listeners today that they can take away with them. To really honor your journey and your path, um, both the ups and the downs, and to realize, you know, that nothing ever really goes wrong. And I know I am someone that um, has often felt that things went wrong, or they should have been different, or why aren't they better tomorrow? Or why aren't I manifesting this after decades of knowing this stuff and realizing that, you know, it's, it's a process. And that we're all connected. I think for me, the greatest lesson of the last two and a half years is I felt so alone and so isolated. And I've always was, you know, uh, my work was so important in terms of connecting with people. And I'm still old school. I love being in person. So to remember you're not alone and that things really don't go wrong and that we each have a unique gift to give the world. And I hope to connect with Shelby and Karen live and with all of you. And I really look forward to, um, to hearing from you. Thank you. Shelby, what advice you can give my listeners today? We've talked a lot about healing our past traumas, and that's very important in order for us to live a free life. But I think it, it's equally important to live in the present and focus on the now and what we want for our future and not tie our identities to our past. Mm-hmm. We need to tie ourselves to who we are. And I also, I forgot, Karen, you asked me to share my books. Share it, during share break, it. And see. I didn't show them. Um, this is Evolution of a Soul. I love it. It came out in October and Seasons of the Soul that just came out in February. Oh, beautiful. I, one of the things I loved about doing these book covers is I took these photographs and designed them myself. And there's art inside them too that, that you know, a picture says a thousand words. Yes. It and does. I think art can be a very healing presence as well. In a book. Yes. Illustrations aren't just for kids. No, they're Absolutely. not. Absolutely. Well, and we're all kids at heart, right? That's the inner child. The yeah. inner child is so important. And Shelby, I appreciate the fact also that you, it's always a reminder. Now is my word. Now or never the choice is yours. Now or never shine, baby shine. Now or never diamonds ignite. Now is so important. And I say that because I'm constantly reminding myself to be present, to be in the now. Listeners, as we close, remember our affirmation for today. Yes, I am a divine being of light now. Always add yes to the beginning of your affirmation and now at the end. 
Yes, I am a divine being of light. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies. We are each here to experience our own story as we each walk our own personal journeys. Have an amazing day and thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, The Choice is Yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon. 